Hello, everybody. Hi, this is Tom with the Rebel Redhead Show, and we're live on Pride48.com. Woohoo! Happy Pride, everybody, and uh, hopefully you can hear me. And uh, I want to say hello, loving. Okay. Um. Oh wait. Oh, that's somebody else's line. Okay. Anyway, I just wanted to say good morning. Good morning. I'm so proud to be part of the Pride 48 experience. Um. You know, I've been part of Pride 48 uh, since its inception. And then, of course, I got addicted to doing my live show every Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern. And so I just want to thank right away, uh, you know, of course, Daniel Brewer and Adam Burns for their excellent start of this wonderful thing. Because uh, I think it's brought a lot of people together. And it's amazing and incredible. And uh, I know over the years we've had a little drama here and there. But the bottom line is the core, the heart of this is to do good and be out there for people and uh, to do our shows and share our voices. And uh, I just want to say thank you to all of you who've been part of it with me as well as as a community. And uh, I just think it's been absolutely amazing. So I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for all of them. I also want to say a big shout out to Mr. John Ong for uh, his help uh, because I've been having issues with NiceCast and Skype and on this kind of stuff, and uh, so sometimes when I have a guest on my show on Tuesday, sometimes it's uh, a little funky, and uh, sometimes it's not a Ramble Redhead show unless there's something going wrong, whether echoing, or I can't hear the person, or the people in the chat room can't hear them, or whatever, but uh, John was a wonderful help this week, as in the past, he's always been willing to help, and I just want to say thank you to him for that as well. Um... I was gonna just let you know, folks. As you know, I when I do my live show for Pride Forty Eight on like this weekend, I tend to get a little bit more on the serious side, and uh, and sometimes I do that, and sometimes I crazy and wacky and do crazy questions and stuff. But I just wanted to do a variety of different things to talk about today uh, because so much has happened uh, recently. Uh, with me personally, as well as, you know, nationally and in a lot of the news and stuff. And I'm going to be talking about some of that stuff. But um, I also wanted to do a couple uh, little shout outs, um, uh, you know, to things that's happened recently. And the first one that pops in my head, of course, is um, uh, Taylor and Babalu from Pod is My Co-Pilot. Um, as many of you know, they've been together for over seven years. And, uh, well, they recently got engaged, and I just thought that was amazing because I've been listening to their show for the longest time, and I just love, love, love the show. And I was honored years ago to be able to meet uh, – I met everybody but Rodan and uh, Gambit, but uh, I got to meet them people, those people when I was in Florida for a sales meeting. And if you're a listener of the show and you've never had an opportunity to meet them, uh, meeting them in person was just like – their show they're just hilarious they're sharp as wits and i just and i'm in awe of them as they talk and they're going back and forth back and forth back and forth and even one point i remember taffy going oh my god he just he doesn't know what to do he doesn't know what to think about us uh he's probably going to want to leave and then babalu looked at me and grabbed my hand and said take me with you so um and i still listen to their show um every uh, you know, every chance I get, and I, I just love, love, love the, uh, the show. And so I just want to give them a big shout-out and congratulations to them because I think that's awesome. Um, also, I want to say I listened to David's show last night, and I want to give him a big props for his uh, new job. And, and I've been uh, – he and I have been friends for a very long time due to another podcaster, uh, Tim. And, uh, and I have to say that our friendship has been growing and growing and growing. And, and you know, as his life is filled with ups – and maybe some downs, just like we all do. Um, I'm always there for him on the good and as well as the bad. And I've always been supporting him. I'm like, hey, you can keep going. You're going to get a job. You're going to do this. You're going to be fine. And and I'm really happy for him that he's got a new opportunity and making more money and all that good stuff. So I really wish him all the best. Um, the other thing is that another a Facebook friend, uh, his name is Daniel. Well, his, not Daniel Brewer, but another Daniel. And, uh, well, his hubby. Um, recently had to have surgery and I just wanted to send a big shout out to him and his partner um, and hope they have a, a speedy recovery. Um, and so I just think it's important to acknowledge the, you know, the different people that I've seen lately. So I just wanted to do that. And also, um, the other day I wanted to give a shout out to another person. Uh, her name is Christina from Greetings for Nowhere. And I know that she's in the chat room and, uh, uh, she and I have been friends for a long time due to the podcasting experience, and I'm going to get into that in a little bit. But the other day, 
um, I had uh, the honor of talking to her. And I hadn't, we, to be honest with you, we text each other, we do stuff like that. But it had been a little while since we actually talked. And so I was on the phone with her the other night. And it was just really, really amazing to be able to connect with her. And, uh, and I had a really, really great time you know, catching up and, and wanted to tell her. The reason why I called her is because I wanted to tell her some news that I'm going to be able to tell you all today. Um, and that'll be a little bit later show. So you got to stay tuned and listen to um, the little craziness that's going to happen. But it's really, 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 really good news. And uh, so I just want to tell you that in just a moment. But um, but I had a, a really amazing chat with her and uh, we got to talk about all different things going on. But the bottom line, it was just it didn't happen because it wouldn't have happened because of if it hadn't been for podcasting, you know, because I've been such a fan of this forum since its very beginning back in 2005. And then in the fall of 2005, I started my own show. And um, and one of the things that happened recently is that I got to spend some time with my youngest godchild, which is Helen. And she recently graduated from high school. Um, she's incredibly beautiful. She's smart. She was in the, I found out that she not only was in her top 10 of her class, but we found out recently that she was actually third in her class. So that just shows you how incredible uh, and smart and talented and amazing that she is. And um, well, yesterday, what I did is I wanted to take her out to eat um, to celebrate her accomplishment. And she's going to be going to college um, in the fall. And so we're sitting there, we're having our dinner. And the thing is that what I did is I sat down with her and we're talking and I said, you know, I said, Helen, you know, I've loved you since the day you were born. And the thing is that I just want you to understand that as you now become an adult and you move forward in your life and you uh, get to experience all the things that you want to accomplish. And I told her that I hope if you learn anything from me is that you live your life with uh, passion, uh, to go after your dreams, to write them all down, your goals, and to push yourself and to, you know, always strive to be the best person that you can be. Um, because when I was younger, you know, I had horrible self-esteem issues. My parents were not exactly super duper supportive um, in some ways. I remember winning an award for school and my father, I said, Dad, you going to go to this award show with me and see me get my award? And he goes, why would I want to do a boring thing like that? And I will always remember that um, as a kid. And so when I saw Helen and seeing all the accomplishments she's made because she's had an amazing parent, she's had, you know, her me as a godfather and the godmother, her parents, her grandparents, her other aunts and uncles who always been pushing her to encourage her to, you know, show you what you can do in your life. And uh, so for me, I just wanted to try to, pass on some lessons that I've learned in my life about following your dreams, the passion, to drive, to, to, you know, be what you can be in the best way you can. And the same thing, like with my podcast, I've always wanted to try to be more positive. I want to be uplifting. I want to be crazy. I want to be fun. I wanted to be weird. I wanted to be unique. Um, and I just love that I've been able to do this show and be able to talk to people. And I was sitting there last night talking to her and I just said, I really hope that you um, will when you go to college, I hope you're not concentrating all your efforts just on school. I hope you can make friends like I did with her father. Um, he and I have been friends for over 40 plus years and he's the one that's going through some health issues right now. And to be honest with you, I'm kind of worried about how things are going. But yesterday we got some good news that he's going through um, another uh, course of chemo and we're hoping that that will uh, help and uh, and have much better news than what we had re received a little while ago. And so as I was sitting there talking to her, I said, you need to appreciate the people that you have in your life. You need to love them. You need to support them. You need to talk to them and let them know. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to call Christina that night is because it, we hadn't touched base for a while. And I just wanted to tell her how much I appreciated her as a friend and her support and of course, to share the you know the good news that's been going on that I'm going to tell you, and you know, and the same thing happened a few days before that with with Ed from It's All About Me. He called me out of the blue, and he goes, "Hey Tom, I had talked to you a while. I just wanted to say hey." And and the thing is that to show you what a amazing friend he is that he got up and got awful early this morning to be able to listen to the show, and he's listening to it. He's not in the chat room, but he's listening. Um, so. Um, 
that that's just amazing to me is that people like that who who you know I've had the honor of meeting and getting to know but the thing is it's not just knowing them via the podcast it's knowing them personally and and I guess that was one of the things that I never had thought would happen uh, with the start of the show I thought oh you know people will listen you know I'll have a few people listen they'll like the shows I do they don't like the interviews I do um, and some of them like my stories that I tell but I never thought it would be the level that it is. I never thought that I would get anything out of it. I never thought I would be able to travel. I never thought I'd be able to do things. I never thought I would have true friends from this. But it's been amazing. And uh, and I just, uh, words cannot describe how, how it feels. And so as I was sitting there talking to Helen and I was trying to tell her this stuff and I thought, okay, she's going to be the typical teenager. She'd be like, oh, okay, Uncle Tom. And, blah, 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 and then kind of like look at her phone or eat her food or not maybe not you know listen because sometimes with teenagers they tend to do that they think oh i'm young i'm i you know i don't need to listen to this old fart tell me stuff but she sat there and she was like really listening and she was looking at me and she was like wow uncle tom you know and i was telling her some things that happened in my life and that i did and that i wish i would have done differently and i wish that someone could have been that someone to me that i was trying to be to her that night and and i just told her i said there's nothing wrong with going after your dreams living your life and and taking risks because I have to tell you folks every time where I had sat there and I worried and I was scared about doing something that you know the fear was overwhelming and it just took hold of me for a bit and then you know part of me was like you know what fuck it I don't give a damn I'm gonna do it like for example when I got invited to go on that lesbian cruise I mean I have to tell you folks that I was concerned about going on a week-long cruise about being on this ship full of lesbians and I was like how are how how is it going to be and how are people going to see me and you know are they going to think it's weird that a guy is on a lesbian cruise you know and I was like all these things were going in my mind and then I said you know what fuck it you know this is experience that I never would have thought of happen I'm going to go I'm going to have fun I'm going to be able to meet people I'm going to be able to go to places that I hadn't been before I'm going to be able to meet some entertainers and comedians and artists that I got to have on my show so that's kind of cool and then I went on that experience. I had the best time in life. I met some truly awesome people. I th that these people are still friends to me today, and that was years ago. And so, the fear that I had was so minor in comparison to the reality of what it is. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I've learned is that when you have fear like that, you tend to overpower you at beginning. But the thing is, the reality is so much less. So I just wanted to throw that so I was telling her all this stuff last night and I was like getting really serious and I was getting into talking as I'm eating my parmesan crusted uh tilapia and she's eating too many shrimp scampies that's probably given her heart issues later on but anyway so we just sat there and we talked and and the thing is that her father is the one that's ill and and I kept telling her that you have to appreciate the people that you have in life because like I've been very fortunate like with my mom and dad uh, they're in their late 70s, and they're both doing very good. My mom has the emphysema. But the thing is, that for the most part, they're really healthy. And I know there's a lot of people out there who uh, lost their parents early that didn't get to know what I've got to have. And also with my mom, as you may know from years ago, um, when I came out to her, she wasn't exactly the most positive. But due to the fact that I hung in there and I said you know, I'm who I am. I'm a proud to be a gay man. I'm proud of being who I am. I'm, you should be proud of me too, mom. And it took a long time for me to finally, you know, show her the, that being gay is simply part of who I am. And then she saw that movie for the Bible tells me so, and it completely changed her outlook. And then the next day she called me and she's crying. And she says, you know what, Tom, I saw this movie. I got to meet that woman that you had interviewed on your show. And I, she said, I just want you to know that I apologize for anything that I ever said to you that made you feel bad. And she said, I love you. And I want you to be in my life. And uh, even today, right now, as I'm telling you this story, folks, I'm getting choked up because that's how important that was. And a lot of people back then when I talked about this on the show, a lot of people wrote me and text me and stuff like that. And they said, you know what? You should tell your folks to fuck off. You should tell them to go to hell. You should cut them out of your life and live your life and be who you are. 
But the thing is, folks, if I had done that, then I wouldn't have what I have now with them. Okay? So that's why I wanted to uh, say that. So I just think that, you know, you have to appreciate the what you have and what you do and be proud of who you are. And that's a whole part of being with pride, with June month, with uh, being able to appreciate what you are, who you are as part of the community. And, you know, and that's the kind of thing that I was trying to talk to her about. And, you know, and then after we were done, you know, I took her back home. I got to see her folks, got to talk to them. And we're sitting in there watching this horrible show. And, uh, and we're just sitting there enjoying the moment. And that's why I told her as I got ready to leave, I said, Helen, appreciate moments like this. Appreciate the people that give themselves to you and and also be that type of person to others and and she said she's i love you uncle tom she gave me the biggest hug and she's and i said so until now until you go to school i said always remember that i'm always here for you so i just wanted to tell you that now um the other thing i wanted to do is i wanted to give some other shout outs to people that now again i know that this is just a small list but there's tons of people out there who uh you know, part of the podcasting community, whether you're listeners, whether you're other podcasters that um, that have been part of my. So I'm not trying to rule, I mean, exclude anybody, but I just want you to know that I appreciate all of you. But I wanted to do a little shout out to um, certain people right now. And a lot of them are in the chat room right now. And uh, like, for example, is um, Michael Fine. He's a good humor penguin. Uh, you know, last night before I went to bed, all of a sudden I got a text on Facebook and he goes, hey, hey, Ramble, just want you to know I'm getting up early in the morning to listen to your show. And uh, and and I just want to say that I love that that he's always been incredibly super duper supportive of my show. He's always there every Tuesday night and we text and we communicate. And again, it wouldn't have happened without without podcasting. So I just want to say thank you, Michael. Um, also, Toppy Smelly. Um, who doesn't love Toppy? He is a fucking brilliant, amazing podcaster. Um, his show is incredible. If you don't listen to it, you should. You um, get a life and listen to the show. It's called The Smellcast. Um, he's brilliant, brilliant, wonderful, amazing guy. And uh, and I'm so incredibly sad that I didn't get to meet him last year because I, I wasn't able to go to Vegas because I was sick. Um, but one day, Toppy, I want to meet you and give you a big old hug and uh, just be in awe of you in presence because I'm in awe of you on your show. Um, and I also mentioned about Ed and Mark. Um, Ed and Mark have been absolutely incredible to me um, over the years. And I, in fact, one thing I wanted to, I sent this text to him, but see, years ago when, um, when Ed, I'll never forget this, I got an email from Ed and he wrote me and he said, hey, I just want you to know I've been listening to your show and I love the show that you do with David on the American Idol update. And, and this is years ago. And he wrote to me and I wrote back and we kept going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then, of course, he and I are uh, big fans of Breaking Bad. And and what I was doing, I was doing a massive cleaning of my house recently. And uh, and I'll, again, I'll tell you why in a little bit. But I was doing a mass cleaning for several reasons, and I was going through stuff, and I found a letter that Ed had sent me because what had happened was, um, you know, he's a nose, I'm a big fan of the Breaking Bad and Brian Cranston and all this stuff. Well, they filmed the show in Albuquerque, and um, so every now and then they do, like, charity things or uh, whatever. And one time they were at this um, baseball game with all the cast was there. And, excuse me. And uh, Brian, and so what they did is they got a hat signed by Brian Cranston, and they sent that to me. And they said, oh, we wanted to give you this because uh, in celebration of your 500th episode. And, well, I found that letter again. And, of course, I got the hat, and I've never worn it. I think it, maybe if I worn it, it's one time because I have it protected because it's amazing and I love it. And, uh, again, you know, the friendship that I have with them would have never started had it not been for podcasting. So I just wanted to give him a shout-out to that. Um, another person uh, is Mr. Kingsley, who I know is in the chat room. And uh, he's uh, another amazing guy um who's always been there you know through the good and bad that's going in my life we text we talk we all the time and he's just been incredible and uh you know and every now and then we'll just say he'll send me a text on facebook and say hey are you gay are you still gay and i'll say yes girl okay okay so anyway so major shout out to him so um um and another one is another podcaster um and uh, and I'm, of course, I'm, right now it's going. It's going to bleep, the the title of the show just went. Bleep. 
So, um, okay, we'll move forward. That okay. Now the other thing I wanted to talk about, that one of the probably the most heartwarming things that I've ever seen, that I wanted to talk about is Waylon and Brad, who formerly were on Foul Monkeys, and what they did is they adopted this beautiful, adorable little guy named Watson. And and if you follow them on Facebook, you know that the trials and tribulations of that whole experience of trying to get Watson, and then when they got Watson, and the thing that was so funny is that, um, um, you know, Waylon, I believe, has the family that lives in Lafayette, Indiana. And I'll never forget the one day that I'm in Lafayette for work, and I'm sitting in a Panera Bread, and I'm having a conference call with my boss, and I'm right in the middle of the call, and all of a sudden I look up, and there's Brad standing there, and he's like, we're over at that table over there. And, um, and so I got off the phone call with my boss, uh, and I got up, and I walk over, and there is Waylon and Brad and Watson. And I'm like, oh, my God, you know, because it was just ironic that they were in town and I was in town. But what are the odds that, um, that I happen to be in the same place in the city in Lafayette that they happen to be? And, and I get to meet Watson for the first time. And I got to hold him, and he's so adorable, little guy. He's so cute, he's so thick. And so, um, and since they've had him, it's been uh, amazing to watch him, you know, grow, and they grow, and they become sleep-deprived people because they're parents, and they get a little one, and he screams and yells. Aah! So, um, and I love the photo that Waylon posted recently. If you haven't seen it, you should go to Facebook, look at Waylon's picture. He shows a picture of him, like, five years ago, and a picture of him today. Um... Let's just say there's a slight difference, but, you know, I'm sure that he would not trade anything in the world for what he's going through right now with that little, darling, little baby Watson. So, oh, okay. We also have Blind Guy Jay in the chat room. Yay. Okay. Now I'm going to give a big shout out to the people in the chat room because these people are probably from the Westy Coast people and a lot of the Westy Coast people that are in here. And I just want to say, I love you. Okay. So we got uh, Blind Guy Jay. Hi, Blind Guy Jay. We have Gary. No, we got it. And we also have George and Lida. George. George, George, George. Okay. And a good humor penguin we have. I see Greg. And Greg tweeted today. He goes, oh, I guess it's another Ramble Redhead. Woohoo! And so I thank you. Um, and the wonderful and marvelous Miss Kathy Bacon. Kathy Bacon. Um, you know, because I have a great story about Kathy. Because when she came to the Pride 48 in Vegas, and we all got there like the first time, and we're all like starving, and we go to this one restaurant, and we sat there and talked. And I have to tell you that, you know, I didn't know the other people that were there. But the thing is, we're sitting at this table, and we're having a real, real discussion. And it was just amazing. So, Kathy, I love you. Okay, and Kingsley, Laughing Buddha. We have Nowhere Christy. Hi, Nowhere Christy. We have the wonderful Marvelous Mr. Sater. And we all P-I-M-C Taylor. Taylor, I just talked about you. Where were you? Where were you? Okay, and then we also have the, that Blue Jeans guy, and then probably Paul. Hi, Paul. And then we have, of course, Toppy. Toppy. And then we also have Anna Burns, Dante, X3, Mags, and R.T. Crozar. So, and of course, there's other people in who are listening. Right, Ed? Hello, hello. Okay, so anyway, um, so I wanted to do that. So I wanted to, you know, talk about some of those things, but, uh, you know, nah, no. So anyway, um, let's see what other things I want to talk about. See, the, the other thing with work right now, it's been absolutely crazy um, because, of course, my job is very seasonal. And so normally June, July, August are like cray 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 and you know i'm working 12 14 hour days and it's very physical and uh, so i have to be all butch you know and all that stuff so anyway the the last two weeks have been absolutely insane like i did ten thousand dollars for the business the one week i did thirteen thousand the next week um and and the the thing is is that the reason why i've been working so much on the house is because unfortunately i had a little water uh leaking into the house because there's a there's a leak in the, you know, in the house and it's been, it's not been huge, but it's been stressful. And so I've been yelling at the condo association to get off their asses to finally do something. And, and then they finally did. And so I had to have these people come out to do the repair and they had to come out like a couple times to do stuff. And so I had to basically move everything that was in the one room, you know, out of the way. And so that was the reason why this mass cleaning. And so I've been going through all this stuff and I got to tell you folks, it was amazing one of the things that I found, because see, some people would tell you that I'm a pack rat. I, I collect things. I'm obsessed about books and movies and, and stuff. And, and when I was younger, I guess that's one of the things that I wish I would have continued was when I was younger, I, was, I did a lot of writing. I did a lot of short stories. I did a lot of poems. I did a lot of 
you know, just creative stuff. In fact, when I was in high school, I worked for the school paper, but I also worked for a local paper and wrote a lot of articles about things going on in the community. And, uh, and all of a sudden, I'm going through all these boxes and stuff, and I found a lot of these things that I've written. Um, and, and then the, the weirdest thing is the other day, um, I found a notebook. And the notebook was basically like this journal. And for some reason, and it was from 1988. Now that, folks, it's, it's 27, 27 years ago. That's like a long time. So anyway, so I'm like finding this thing. And I have to tell you that back in 1988, I was going to school full time. I was in the reserves. I was working two part, or I'm sorry, not working full time, but um, I was working two part time jobs, going to school full time. I was in the reserves, Air Force Reserves. And it was before I bloomed as a homosexual, okay? So I was like in that, I'm still straight phase, okay? And so there was this girl, her name was Christina. Uh, or Chris, yeah, Christine. Uh, no, no, I'm wrong, it's not Christina, it's Carolyn. See, I'm missing the C names, see? See, when I'm doing my live show, I get all nervous and I say things, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, it was Carolyn. And so I dated her for a while. And the thing was, on February 6th, 1988, I found the entry in my journal that she broke up with me because she felt that I was going to be too serious and I wanted to get married. And that was so not the truth because, you know, who wants to marry a guy who's working two part-time jobs, going to school full-time, being in the reserves, I have hardly any money. In fact, I found a bank statement. I found, you know, that, you know I, I didn't mean to find this, but I found it, but I found a bank statement from that time. If you saw my bank account back then, you would be like, I don't want to marry you, you pull up. Okay, so anyway, it was just really, really bizarre. So I find this journal and in the entry it says, February 6, 1988, went out and had dinner with Carolyn. And we went out to eat, and, uh, and afterwards she said she wanted to talk. And then she proceeded to break up with me one week, one week, folks, before family in time's day. And, and I wrote, and then part of me wrote on the thing I wrote, I said, yeah, it really sucks that she did that to me, but, you know, I don't really care. Fuck it. And I think that was kind of the part of me then that, you know, led me to, I'm a homosexual. And, but I have to say this one other thing that was really funny about that night, I still remember this, is that as we're having this very deep, deep conversation about, um, about that we were gonna break up, um, um, and the thing was, is uh, she, we were talking and we're driving around, and all of a sudden she said she had to pee. And I'll never forget this, because then I pull into this parking lot and we were downtown South Bend, and we walk to the hotel. Now this is the ironic part, is I walk to the hotel that my first ex, and his name is Roger, worked as a server and then later as a manager at the same hotel, okay? And then we go into the, the lobby, then we ask him where the restroom is, we go to the bathroom, we both go to the bathroom, and while I'm standing there, um, uh, you know, urinating, they're playing the elevator music, and all of a sudden the song is playing, didn't we almost have it all? And I'm like, what? And you know, I'm like, what are the odds? You know, what are the odds? that I'm getting broke up with by this girl and I'm standing there in the urinal peeing and this song comes on and I walk out and I said to her, I said, did you hear the song that's playing? And she goes, no, what was it? And I tell her and she's like, oh, that's disturbing. And I'm like, uh, yeah. So anyway, so, um, so that, I just thought that was truly bizarre because exactly like one year later, I ended up meeting Roger. And, you know, and of course my life completely changed for that. You know, okay. So I just thought that was very bizarre. Okay, so I'm reading this journal and I'm reading all this stuff and about what was going on. Now I have to give you a recap of 1988, folks. I ate way too much pizza. I watched too many damn movies. I was going to school full time and, and the courses were driving me crazy. I was also in the, in the reserves, which was back then when I, because I got in in 1983. So it was like, you know, five, six years later. And so I was still you know, dealing with all that, you know, being gay, being in the military, being gay, being in the military. And, you know, don't ask, don't tell, don't ask, don't tell. You gotta be straight, gotta be straight, gotta be butch, gotta be butch. And, um, and so the whole point of why I'm even bringing that up is because if you look at our history in Pride, you know, because Pride all, you know, basically Stonewall was 1969. And the thing is that if you look at the progression of things that happened in 1969, I actually was looking at the history, the timeline, and if you, if you haven't done that, you really, really should. Because it's amazing how in the 60s, the 70s, and you know, like Harvey Milk and what he was able to accomplish then, and the tragic assassination, you know, all these things with with uh, part of pride in our history and how, how our community was treated. And it, it's just mind boggling 
how horrific these things and and these things happened not that long ago and the progressions that we are making you know with same-sex marriage with with uh, you know don't ask don't tell getting in doma with uh, now the supreme court's getting ready to rule about this and i mean you have to be in awe of the transformations that we've been going through and it's just been mind-boggling and i was looking through all this stuff and i remember what it was like to be that guy that was hiding in the closet who was you may be a little ashamed of who he was then and uh and scared and uh you know and i'll never forget my like my first pride in chicago and i'm standing there with my partner at the time and i'm seeing hundreds of thousands of people and i'm like wow look at that guy look look at him look they're holding hands they just kiss oh my god there's a lesbian on her bicycle motorcycle not bicycle motorcycle she'd be offended if i said bicycle and she's on her motorcycle and she's not wearing a bra box and she's showing her tatas and i'm like what and and then you see transgender people and then you see bears oh my you saw bears oh my and then it was just mind-boggling it was life-changing moment and you know and that's why i love going to pride events because for me when i was that young man who was struggling with this who had to deal with all that i was just amazed i was just in awe and so if you're one of these people that you know live in a small town or if you never experienced a pride you know go now, I'm sure a lot of older people are like, yeah, pride is suck. Let's go to the bar. It's just so many people. You get drunk and blah, blah, blah. But the bottom line is that those events mean something to a lot of people, just like it did for me back then. So I just wanted to, you know, say that. So um, now the other thing I want to talk about, speaking of coming out, is I wanted to read something to you that happened just this recently um, that I was just amazed by, but see, we have, um, and if you listen to my pride prom show, um, a few years ago when we started doing the, I mean, when I did my very first or, or one of my shows live at a pride prom, like three years ago. And, uh, uh <laughs> um, and so what happened was, uh, one of the things that happened was this gentleman, this gentleman had, uh, uh, he he. I actually interviewed him on that that live prom show. And what happened was he had there's a state theater that we have in um, downtown South Bend. And what he did is he paid money and he put it up on the marquee of it and says, Mayor Pete, will you go to the Pride Prom with me? And it had his name. And of course, at the time, you know, the mayor says, Oh, I appreciate the offer, but no, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna be able to be there. But later, he ended up being there, and in fact, he was you know, serving drinks and my friends were all there and they say, Hey, Mayor Pete's here. Mayor Pete's here. And I'm like, no way. And I joked because right in the middle of my life show, if you go back and listen to it, as I'm sweating my ass off in this tiny, tiny, tiny room with the music going, and I'm going crazy, crazy, crazy. And uh, I said, go get him. And then next thing you know, there's a, there's a knock at the door. It opens. And my friend goes, I got Mayor Pete for you. And I went, what? And, and then I had him on the show and we talked briefly and, um, and to be honest with you, at the time, I was kind of like, okay, the guy's like 30-something. He's not married. Uh, you don't see his wife. I'm just wondering, is he might be family? You know, for that little part in my brain, I was like, oh, I see family. Well, I'm a, now I can tell you, folks, that he is. Because the other day, um, I think it was on Sunday or Monday's paper, he did, a little, um, he did a little article for the paper. And this is what he wrote. And I wanted to share this with you. And I'm going to try like hell to get him on a show. I want to... I want to actually do a full show with him if I can, and I hope that that's going to happen. But anyway, he wrote, Any day now, the Supreme Court will issue a decision on same-sex marriage that will directly affect millions of Americans. It comes at a time growing public acceptance and support for equal rights. But no matter what the court does, issues of equality are hardly settled across the country. Today, it remains legal in most parts of Indiana, though not South Bend, to fire somebody simply for being gay and bullying still contributes to tragically high suicide rates among LGBT teens, Still, our country is headed to a clear overall direction, and swiftly today, 57% of Americans support same-sex marriage. Just 15 years ago, the reverse was true. Experiences with friends and family members coming out helped millions of Americans to see past the stereotypes and better understand what being gay is and is not. Being gay is simply, isn't something that you choose, but you do face choices about whether and how to discuss it. For most of our history, 
Most Americans have no idea how many people they know, knew and care about were gay. My high school in South Bend nearly had a thousand students statistically. That means that several dozens were gay and lesbian. Yet when I graduated in 2000, I had yet to encounter a single openly LGBT student there. That's far less likely to be the case now as more students come to feel that their families and community will support and care for them no matter what. This is tremendously positive development. Young people who feel support and acceptance will be less likely to harm themselves and more likely to step into adulthood with mature self-knowledge. I am well into adulthood before prepared to acknowledge that simple fact that I am gay. It took years of struggle and growth for me to recognize that this is just a fact of life, just like having brown hair as part of who I am. Putting someone this personal on pages of a newspaper does not come easy. We Midwesterns are instinctively private to begin with, and I'm not used to viewing this as anyone else's business. But it's clear to me the moment like this, being more open about could do some good. For local students struggling with her sexuality, it might be helpful for an openly gay mayor to send the message that her community will always have a place for her. And for a conservative resident from different generation whose unease of social change is partly rooted in the impression that he doesn't know anyone gay, perhaps can face a familiar face and reminder that we're all in this together uh, as a community. And the thing is that he, he also wrote something at the very end that I wanted to read in this one article. Um, uh, you know, took it off. But I, wanna, I, I just found it and I wanted to read the very last paragraph. Um, he says, like most people, I would like to get married one day and eventually raise a family. I hope that when my children are old enough to understand politics, they will be puzzled that someone like me revealing he is gay was ever considered to be newsworthy. By then, all the relevant laws and court decisions will be seen as steps along the path of equality. But the true compass that will have guided us there and the basic regard and concern that we have for one another as fellow human beings, based not on categories of politics, orientation, background, status, or creed, but on our shared knowledge that the greatest thing of all of us has to offer is love. And I just thought that was amazing. That was incredible. I thought he was so incredibly courageous to be able to do this as a politician, to come out like he did. And the thing is, he's up for re-election. He's very, very popular. I don't think this is going to have any bearing on that. But the thing is that because we're in the state of Indiana and there are a lot of conservative people, that I was concerned about how people were going to respond to this, you know, the comments and, and all this stuff. And I have to tell you, folks, I looked at all these different things on Facebook, on other websites, all these posts, and I have to say overwhelmingly the majority of the people were incredibly positive. In fact, one person says, oh, well, who cares that he's gay? I said, I wish he would help uh, pave the alley in, on Angela Boulevard. I mean, that's exactly the kind of response that I thought was amazing. Like he said, 15 years ago, that would not have been the case. He never would have come out. And so I just thought that was really um, amazing. And uh, and the it kind of leads me then to another thing that I want to talk about is regarding our transgender community is that you know, for years and years and years and years, um, you know, a lot of people, you know, when it came up to talking about transgender community, is that a lot of people were like, oh, we don't, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. And see, years ago, um, I I was very honored to have Rebecca Nay, uh, Nay on my show. And um, in fact, I, I hope I still have it on my iPad because I wanted to, oh, crap. Um, hope I took a picture. Hope I took a picture. Hope, 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 hope. Anyway, I did the show and what? Well, okay. I, I fucked it up. I didn't take the picture. So anyway, um, I, I had the episodes and I wanted to tell you about it because if you haven't listened to them, you should go back and listen because uh, they were pretty, pretty incredible. And Rebecca Nay is, was a big inspiration to me as far as with the, the transgender community and the struggles and the, the challenges that, um, that our that community has to deal with it's just uh mind-boggling the the kind of things like for example um you know we have no idea like the number of people that are transgendered um there's you know like they say 10 percent is the glbt community well you know it's something like that um also the 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 hardships that the transgender community go through like for example they have a much higher suicide rate which is incredibly sad um also there's a you know poverty you know because of they can't get work they can't get help um and if they're homeless you know the homeless shelters are especially hostile um for the transgender community um they also have housing discrimination i mean there's a lot of long list of things 
Um, and some of those things were what Rebecca Nay talked about. And, uh, and, you know, and of course with Caitlyn Jenner and all this stuff, it, it's just been amazing the that how now, you know, and of course the, the TV show or the show that's on Amazon, um, which is called Transparent. I mean, it's an amazing show and it's bringing, you know, this topic to light. And I, and I, and I applaud the fact that it's getting out there now because I think it's really important. And then it kind of leads to my very next topic, which I wanted to talk about is that when I went to the, the pride prom, uh, this last Friday, and if you want to see adorable pictures of Roger and I, uh, Oh, by the way, this is the first time I'm saying Roger. So, hi, Roger. I love you. Oh, Roger. Okay, everybody in the chat room, uh, this is your thing. You have to type in hashtag all Roger. Um, if you're listening to it on Twitter, Facebook, whatever, you got to type that in right now. All Roger. So, um, and so it's, uh, you got to do that. You got to do it. Oh, my God, you got to do it. So, um, and so anyway, so that's what you got to do. And I think I got kid on the chat room. Oh, my God. Okay, so hold on. So, um, anyway, so you got to type that, and I'm probably missing all my all Rogers, and I'm mad. Okay, um, yeah, I got kicked out of the chat room for some reason. Rude. Okay, so, um, okay, if you typed all Roger, you got to type it in again because I couldn't see it. So, anyway, so so Roger and I um, looked super adorable in our vests, and we had bow ties. I never, I mean, I I lied when I told Roger I never wore a bow tie, but then I found an old photo that I, when I was um, the best man for my best friend all these years ago, I actually wore a bow tie. So, ah, oh, Roger. Okay, there we go. The chat room is being filled with, ah, oh, Roger. So, thank you very much. Ah, oh, Roger. So, anyway, so um, so we were incredible, adorable. If you want to see them, go pictures. Go to Facebook. Because um, I was wearing green because redhead and green go good. And he was wearing red. And so, we were the Christmas gays in June. Okay, okay. Anyway, so, anyway, we looked adorable. And, um, uh, so what happened was, as we're, we're down there, we're downtown, we go to the Century Center, and we're going this big, huge room, and they got the music going, they got the lights, they got all these people, and, you know, we check in, um, and then they, they stamp our hands, and we walk down. As we're walking down these flight of stairs, there's all these people, all these parents with kids, and I guess they had a performance of a play, Oliver, or whatever, and all these people were standing up on the upper part, and they're, like, looking down at all of us walking down the stairs, um, you know, all dressed up, and, uh, and they said, what are you guys doing? What, what's going on down there? And, you know, it was like, it's like, if you ever go into a zoo, and you see an animal in the cage, and you're like, look, there's a tiger, and you're all staring at it, you know, and it, it, it was kind of feeling a little awkward, and then everybody's like, and then people were like, it's a pride prom, and like, what? It's a pride prom, you know, gay people, we're gay people, you know, and so they're like, oh, and then they just stood up there like looking at us like crazy, and then Roger looked at me, and he goes, this is kind of awkward, and I said, fuck them, who cares? And we walked down the stairs, and we got our photos, we, we danced, we listened to music, we walked out to the little island where the water, and it's all lit up, and you can see the pictures that I posted. And the, and the funny thing was, they said, if we sold, if we sold 300 tickets to this event, uh, the city had agreed, because what they did is they big a big lighting of the water and this bridge, and they said, if we get over 300 people, what's going to happen is they're going to put the LGBT pride colors in, you know, light them on the water. And so everybody was out there. And we're watching this, and then it go, they did a countdown, and then all of a sudden, boom, the lights change, and you can see all the photos again on Facebook. Go to Facebook, Ramble Reddit, and uh, check it out. And it was amazing. It was awesome, and I'm standing there, and I'm with Roger, I'm with all my friends. We're just standing there going, wow, this is incredible. This is amazing. And, uh, and, I, and I kept thinking as a, uh, you know, I'll never forget what it was like to be that young guy who never thought that he would see this. He never thought he would have a mayor that, that comes out. He never thought he would be able to experience stuff like that. And and I was just amazed. And then there's a photographer, and he's walking all around, and he's taking photos of everybody, and he took a picture of Roger and I that I'll get in post soon. And uh, it, it was just amazing. And then a few minutes later, all of a sudden, this person comes up, and it's a, a transgender person, and uh, she says, do you know who I am? And I said, no, I'm sorry, I, I don't. And he says, well, you used to work with uh, a, a lady by the name of Deb. And I said, yeah. She says, well, I'm her ex-husband. And I'm like, 
what? And I was just like really surprised. And then we stood there and we talked. And he says, I've been wanting to run into you forever. Because they every once a month they have a, a um, what we call it, gay gorilla bar. Where what they do is they pick a bar and then a whole, they publicize it. And then everybody goes to this bar to support the business. And, you know, just show them that as a GLBT community, we do have money. We do have power. We do, you know, whatever. So it's really a good community thing. And so um, it, it's awesome. And uh, so what happened was I'm standing there and I'm talking to her. And she's telling me. All this stuff, because I kind of heard about the fact that this had happened because her ex-wife had, you know, or his ex-wife, you know, pardon the pronouns. But um, uh, she had told me a little bit about what happened and the way she had described it, because, you know, I think that she was, you know, upset and didn't understand. Um, but I thought it was more of a recent incident. And then come to find out that as I'm standing there talking to him is that he goes, when I was dating her. At the beginning, like a few dates, I confided in her about how I felt that I was like a woman and that I had to, I wanted to wear women's clothing and that he had women's clothing at the time. And then he would wear it home, but he never left the house. He never went anywhere um, because he felt ashamed of who he was. And then it wasn't until 2010 that he finally realized that this is who I am. So he was Caitlyn Jenner way before Caitlyn Jenner was. And so we're sitting there talking and he's like, I'm even wearing the Caitlyn wig. And he was just... And he was like, and the, the funny thing was, as he was going on about, he goes, yeah, you know what? Being a woman is tough. He goes, you know, you got to put everything on just right. And you got to keep putting your makeup on and redoing your lipstick. And you got to always do your hair. And and he was just, it, it was so amazing just standing there listening to him talking. And, and, and I said, I'm so proud of you. I'm so incredibly proud of who you are and being your true self and, you know, and loving yourself enough. And that's one of the things that I told Helen. I said, Helen, I hope you understand that you've got a lot of people in this world that love you that care about you that support you but there's one person that has to love you more than anyone else in this world it has to be you and uh and and i said so if you love yourself you're going to do things beyond expectation if you do that because so many of us you know dwell on the past dwell on coulda woulda shoulda you know do that little self hating kind of thing oh i wish i'd have done that better oh oh you're terrible you're stupid you're whatever and I just told her, I said, please always do that. Promise me that you'll always say, I love myself for who I am and what I am. And that's what I told her. I was just, Janelle, I was just like on awe of her. And I said, I'm so proud of you. I gave her a big hug. And then after I gave her a hug, she goes, oh my God, I hope I didn't get makeup on your white shirt. And so it was just an amazing, amazing experience. And then a few minutes later, you know, as Roger and all the my group were walking around, all of a sudden, you know, said, Oh, I want you to meet this person. I want to meet this person. And then I met, got to meet Megan, who is another transgender person who is running the GLBT Center. And I talked with her and I'm hoping to get her on the show soon. Um, in fact, today she's running this amazing thing. It's called Pride in the Park. And they're doing this thing with the local uh, baseball thing. And from, from one to five, they're having 40 some vendors come and to support the GLBT community. And then that evening, they're going to have the ball game. And then what they're going to do is they're going to have 150 people that all bought tickets and they get a shirt, a t-shirt. And what it's going to do is each shirt represents a color of the rainbow flag. And so what's going to happen then is when they all get there, they're all going to sit there in the colors of their shirts and it's going to be like a, a rainbow flag. And I just thought that was so awesome. And again, it's something that I never, ever would have expected to happen uh, in Indiana. And uh, so it was just amazing. It was just absolutely, absolutely incredible. So um, so I just think that's really awesome. So um, and speaking of Indiana and uh, people that are douchebags, uh, let's talk about Governor Pence. You know, Governor Pence, the state of governor of Indiana, he, a little while ago, in case you didn't know, he, he decided to do this little thing with the RFRA and uh, he wanted to do this thing to kind of bring a little hate to Indiana. And uh, well, let's just say folks that he did, what he did is a big bleh and a big asshole. And the thing is that now the tides are turning, folks, that just as the as the mayor mentioned about the over 50 some percent of people who want to uh, who's who support, uh, you know, marriage equality and, uh, you know, and all this stuff. Well, the popularity for that has gone up and Governor Pence ratings have gone down. So, yay, you douchebag motherfucker. Fuck you. Okay. So anyway, um, so, um, okay, guess what, folks? 
Now, but I wanna, I wanna, okay, one more thing. Okay, okay, so, okay, um, let me find this circle. I gotta find, hopefully, hope, 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 so how about, hope, 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 hope. Okay, here we go. I wanted to tell you this story, folks, because I thought this was hysterical. Okay, um, um, and then I gotta tell you the big news, because I only got 11 minutes left. And Christine, I'm sorry, but I guess I'm gonna, I guess I do ramble. Okay, so anyway, um, I wanted to tell you this story. You probably, I don't know if you saw this, but I thought this was funny. But there's this woman, her name is Julie, and she's a widowed mother of four. And uh, what happened was she found a note from her neighbor in her Baltimore yard, deriding her for her decorating choices as relentlessly gay. Oh my God, can you imagine? Can you imagine having your yard being relentlessly gay? It sounds like me. Okay, anyway, but rather than consent to the neighbor's request, that she removed a set of rainbow jars, solar lights spelling out love. Um, Baker went to crowdfunding website GoFundMe in an effort to add even more color to her yard. In just two days, she re received over 34,000 in donations, far exceeding the $5,000 that she requested. On her GoFundMe page, Baker had the simple declaration. Needless to say, I need more rainbows, many, many more rainbows. Though Baker did not post the neighbor's note on the GoFundMe page, a friend uploaded the image of it to Facebook. And the, the comment was, Your yard is becoming relentlessly gay. Myself and others in this neighbor ask you to tone it down. This is a Christian area and there are children. Keep it up and I will force to call the police on you. Your kind need a respect for God, a concerned homeowner. It's not yet clear whether the donation of more than 2,000 people will be enough for Baker to invest in a rainbow roof that she plans to investigate. So I just want to say, folks, I thought that was hilarious. So if you get a chance, go look at the pictures you can see and all this stuff. And I thought it was hilarious. Okay. Okay. So anyway, there you go. Relentlessly gay. Okay. Okay. Nowhere Christy says, you haven't announced your big news. Okay. I'm going to announce my big news right now, ladies and gentlemen. Drum roll. Okay. So here we go. Now, folks, I just want to tell you that, um, see, 18 months ago, um, I, or, you know, 18 months in a week. Okay. Let's just go there. So anyway, so. What happened was there's this website, and I'm gonna give them a little plug because they brought someone special in my life, okay? It's called OkCupid. And the thing is, as many of you know, I've been 0 and 2 in relationships. I had the first one with my first partner for 14 and a half years. I had the second one with Joe for five, five and a half years. And then there was a little gap in between because of, of sadness, okay? Just to be honest. And then what happened was 18 months and a few weeks ago, I decided to put a profile on OkCupid, okay? And then I did. And then, of course, you start looking at the different people and you're like reading profiles. You're like, oh, well, you know, oh, look at him. Oh, oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. Oh, 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 look at that. And then all of a sudden one day I saw this picture, this profile. And I'm reading and I'm like, oh, this this guy sounds really interesting. And then I look at the photo and I'm like, oh, well, cool. So, you know, what the hell? I'm going to write. And so I wrote and then he wrote back and I wrote and we wrote back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then in the comments, I mentioned about the podcast and like interviewing people and you know and all this stuff and then we started going back and forth back and forth and then to be honest with you see the only thing i hate about okcupid is that instead of like sending you a notification like a lot of smartphones they'll say beep you got a message or whatever it what it does it sends you an email and then you have to open the email and then it takes you to okcupid and then you uh you then can read the the response from the other person and so and I don't know, I don't remember the exact, well, it had to be in the fall because you'll find out why in a moment. But anyway, so, uh, you know, so he wrote, and the thing was I didn't see the email because if you looked at my, in fact, Roger still, oh, Roger, he still yells at me about this. But right now, if you looked at my iPad and you looked at my emails, because I have several email accounts, but right now I have 33,684 emails. So I get ten, ten, lots of emails. So I'm going through trying to lead them. And so sometimes occasional one gets missed, you know? Okay. And so I didn't see it. And then I read it. And I'm like, oh my God, I didn't see this email. So I wrote back immediately. And we wrote back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then all of a sudden, um, I got a response that said, hey, do you want to meet for coffee? And so 18 months ago, basically, on November 10th, I got to meet Roger. And uh, so we went to this local coffee shop. And I don't drink coffee, folks. I didn't tell him that, but I don't drink coffee. So I got up and I got hot chocolate, okay? Because it was cold. It was cold November. It's cold. It's cold. So I got there and I met him. 
And the thing was, folks, every time you meet somebody new, you're like nervous as hell. You're scared. You're like, okay, what do they think? What do they think? What do they think of me? What do I say? I got to be careful. I got to be careful. I got to be careful. And I'm just like, and I, the whole time on the way there, I'm like, just Tom, just be cool. Just be cool. Just be yourself. Just be calm. Just be cool. Just be calm. Just be calm. And then we talked for three hours, folks. And then we met again and we went on a, for dinner. And then we went to go see a movie, a really heartwarming, feel-good movie called 12 Years a Slave. And we, we sat there, and I'm watching this movie, and I'm like, oh, my God. You know, what's going to think if I cry? Because I know this movie's going to make me cry because it's going to make me cry, and I know I'm going to cry. And then I was, like, you know, petrified that I was going to cry. And then the next minute, my friend says, hey, if you cry, that shows you that you're a good person. That shows you a good heart person. And then we went to go see that movie, and I'll never forget. The next day, he texts me, and he said, you know what? I just want you to know that I thought it was so brave and amazing that you were able to show your emotions during that movie. Because it pissed me off, folks. It made me cry. It made me sad. It made me mad. Um, you know, and so that right then and there, that text just showed me what a, a good guy he is. And so then we continued and we went on and we went to dates and we did stuff and we travel and we do things. And I have to tell you, folks, that he has been the most amazing th person in my life. Um, and and I get choked up as I talk about it, as I think about it, because as I mentioned, him, and, and don't take this wrong in a stalkerish way, Roger, but. When I wake up in the morning, I think of you. When something good happens, I think I gotta. I can't wait to tell him. When something bad happens, I said I'm gonna need his help with this. I when when I go to bed, um, if we're not together, I go good night, Roger. I love you. And uh, and so it's just been amazing, amazing thing. And so the the good news is that we've been continuing to grow, continue to blossom, and things are getting better and better. And he has just been amazing. And I met his family and his mom and his brother and his wife and, and the, you know, all the, the other people in his life. And it's just been growing. And he's been part of my folks' life and everything. And so what happened was um, just recently is that Roger and I have been talking. And basically what happened is that he has decided, folks, here's the breaking news, is that he decided to put his house up for sale. And, uh, and so, so on the weekend of Memorial Day, uh, he met with the realtor, and then this is the the kind of like what uh, moment was that nine days later he got an offer, and the realtor said, you know, your very first offer is always normally the best offer, and he counter offered, and then the next thing you know, uh, they offered something else, and then the next thing you know, they started the process, the paperwork, and I just want to tell you that folks, yesterday, yesterday, breaking news. <laughs> um, he sent me these texts, and I'm gonna read to you. It says, realtors called, house appraised for sale price and no major issues with the, you know, the house. He says, she thought it was safe for me to start planning my move. And mine that followed up text was, woohoo, motherfucker. So basically what's happening is that Roger's house is selling. And then uh, he is going to be in the process of moving in with me. So, yeah, woohoo. So, so that's what's going on. So I just want to say, I am, in case you can't tell, I'm incredibly happy. Woohoo! So, um, so I just want to say, yay! So, um, so I just thought that it was, <laughs> so it was cool. So I just want to say, someone just said in the chat room, uh, Toppy just said, I just wish Tom and Roger would learn to smile more often in their photographs. <laughs> Sorry, Toppy. Anyway, so anyway, so okay, people in the chat room are going crazy with. Congratulations! Woohoo! Um, so, yay! Um, Adam Burns wrote, is he paying rent? Well, the house is paid for. So he's just paying uh, half the bills, okay? Okay, go. Uh, and then somebody wrote, paying rent with that ass? Oh my God, no, dear Gussie. Okay, and congrats, 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 congrats. congrats. So, yay! Woohoo! So I am incredibly happy. And, I, and in case you can't tell, I'm very, very happy. Yay! So, so, so the next few weeks are going to be cray, 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 because, uh, and see, that's the other reason I've been cleaning up this house, getting stuff out of here so that the lovely Roger will come in and be part of our home and, uh, and it's going to be our home and I am so excited. I can't tell you, I can't tell you, I can't tell you. Oh my God. I'm so excited. So, um, it's been, uh, amazing. Oh, Seder, uh, the, he said, I missed the announcement. Um, the announcement is that uh, that um, that Roger and I are moving in together. So woohoo! Okay. Um, and JD Tristan said someone needs to meds adjust it. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> Red pill. Oh my god. Red pill. Squirrel. Okay. Okay. Anyway. So yay! 
<laughs> so there we go. Awesome. Guess what, folks? I made it. I did it. Woohoo! And I only have five pounds of sweat. Okay. <laughs> okay. So see, I was worried, folks, because I made a list of all the things I was going to talk about. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't know if I have enough. I don't know if I'm at enough. And I don't know how much time I need to ramble about Roger. And I just wanted to. And then next thing you know, it's almost 10 o'clock. So I have to say goodbye. So I just want to say all of you, I love you. I support you. I think you're amazing. Keep up the great work. Continue being a great part of Pride 48. Make sure you donate to Pride 48. If you're going to Vegas, go. If you're thinking about going, go and have fun and meet all these wonderful, amazing people like I did and all that good stuff. So anyway, so go to my website, rambleheaded.com and listen to all this stuff. And I gotta go, 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 go,